everyone. Welcome back to another author for Simply Dedicated. This is Tracy Loken Weber coming, and I am honored today to be sitting down here with Kim. Kim, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Can you tell us more about yourself? Well, I am a wife and mother of nine, and now um, I've been a speaker, but now I've added author to my uh, repertoire. <laughs> Excited about that. I've adopted all nine children. So uh, I don't know about you, Kim, but when we started fostering, no one ever told me about the laundry. <laughs> well, I, I agree, Tracy. Nobody told me about that either. And they didn't tell me that my dryer and my washer would frequently break down. <laughs> Because it's working overtime all the time. I know. We, we have um, four girls right now, and we're doing about four loads of laundry a day just to try yeah. to keep up. It's just, it's, yeah. it's a workhorse. So tell, tell me a little bit more about your, your background and why you wanted to be part of the book Simply Dedicated. Well, uh, my background is I wasn't a Christian until later on in my life, and, but my mother says from the time I was born, I wanted kids. <laughs> so um, when the doctors told me I wouldn't have any, I beg to differ. Um, I have nine now, so I'm very grateful um, as a mom. And um, why did I want to be an author? I, I think that it's worth telling um, and sharing because I feel like we need each other. And if, um, if we don't share, People won't understand the daily in and out of our day, um, not just heaps of laundry, but you know, more serious things. And, um, and then also the joys of it. I don't think that they see the depth of joy um, in what we do. So I wanted, I wanted to be an author so that I could share that and maybe encourage, spur someone else on to that love and good works. So, so thank you for helping nine babies, nine kids, right? And loving yep. on them. One was 11. He was a big baby on my lap <laughs> when we got him. But yeah, we've had some babies and we're really grateful. And um, our doors are always open. We'll, we'll do as the Lord leads. Right. So I am starting a new project that I haven't even had time to share with you, but I'm going to give you a quick little um, glimmer into hope that um, in November, when this is airing, I'm going to be launching a campaign to help um, individuals adopt a foster child. Not, not necessarily like adopt a child, but become an advocate, advocate. for a child. Oh, yes. And, I heard that. Yeah. And just like there's the 21 book day challenge in December, mm. this is going to be a challenge to fill a suitcase and a duffel bag for a specific age child. Mm -hmm. So when your kiddos came to you, did they come with luggage or did they come with bags? Bags. Right. Yeah, came with bags. Um, we had one child that didn't come with a bag, um, but most of them came with nothing. Or um, some of our adoptions were private. Um, five were through fostering system, the fostering system. Um, four were siblings. Um, yeah, and they all came with bags, and they were garbage bags. Um, they weren't like lovely bags, just to clarify that. They were. Um, their toy, everything they did have was in garbage bags. 
Sometimes kids came with pretty much nothing um, or things that were completely inappropriate for their size. I got like five month old, six month old socks for a 10 year old boy once. So it's very inappropriate um, and doesn't show the child their worth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful project. I'm excited that you're doing that. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll definitely share a copy of it with you so you can Thank share you. with, with yeah. those you want. But, you know, so nine kids, all these years of experience, you know, what are your words of wisdom for upcoming foster and current adoptive parents? What do you think? Words of wisdom, I would say count the cost and do it anyways, because the rewards are so much greater than the cost. How have you grown since becoming a foster and adoptive parent? How have you changed? My clothes have had to get bigger. <laughs> a little bit of stress eating in my closet, chocolate, you know, whatever. Um, no, I have, I have changed a lot. I, I read or heard something somewhere one time that said, um, if, if you have a problem with control, God will probably give you more children. And I really laughed. I had eight at the time. I'm like, Okay, evidently I need some more. <laughs> but um, you know, I've just learned that I need to go with the flow. I my kids need different things at different moments every single day. Um and I learned to laugh a lot more. I always was a happy person, but I've learned to laugh at things that I maybe wouldn't have laughed at before, um, because it it gets you through uh some of those times. Um and so I would say definitely laugh, rely on the Lord. Obviously, I could not do this without him. And um, yeah, I just would really stress to, you know, not be fearful to do it. Even if you're fearful, just do it because you'll be graced for the moments as you go and, and you'll feel like a complete failure, but you know, we're still doing it. We're still in there. We're still working at it. And um, you just can't give up because there's a great reward. Absolutely. I think some people think that they don't have it within them or they're not enough or, Absolutely. you know, just that like self doubt. I still do it. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, I think a child just wants to belong somewhere. Exactly. And have that forever family and know that their moving is done. You know, some of our kids have had five, six different homes. Yeah. And I can't imagine that as a child, having that many homes. And when one of our children arrived, they came with a brown paper sack, holes in their shoes, yeah. two pairs of underwear, a brand new pair of shorts, a brand new top, and the clothes on his back. I just said he. Um, but also no pajamas and I reached out to a friend that's another author in the book here and I said he has no pajamas and so she just started putting a bunch of stuff together for us just because she knew I mean she knew the need was so so much and drove it over within a half hour and he had pajamas to go to bed at night because I wasn't going to run to the store you know I ran to the store the next day of course keep close to him Right. Um, you know, so it's amazing how these, these little, these little guys or older kiddos have really changed our hearts. Right. 
-hmm. And so how do you hope to use, you know, simply dedicated in your writing and Uh, in the circles of influence that you have? I really am hoping to see, not, not to be cliche, but to see blind eyes opened because I think that there are just so many people who really don't get it and they don't understand the biblical concept of adoption and um, how important it is. Really feel like the church is neglecting this area and because it is a a heavy cross, it is hard, um, but it's so beautiful and I mean, we do just have to look at the Lord to say, you know, this is nothing compared to what he suffered. And if this is temporary, it's not eternal. Eternal is what we look forward to, you know? So uh, it's worth, it's worth bearing the cross now. Um, These are eternal beings. These kids are amazing. They come with all their lists, long lists sometimes of acronyms and that have been placed on them and labels and um, you hear terrible things. And yet the Lord says, no, that one, that one is yours. <laughs> you say, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and then you watch them grow and blossom and become secure human beings. And there's nothing that can describe that kind of beauty and mm, yeah, I, I just, I would highly recommend adoption <laughs> and fostering um, because, you know, when I was a kid, I had a, a rough childhood for a period and there was one family that was in my life and it was for a short time, but they made a huge impact on the rest of my life because I kept thinking, I know it can be real. I saw it. I know it can be real. So And it drove me through my life um, until I was at the place where I had what was real. And I want that for kids. There's so many of them. And they do come, like you said, with a paper bag or nothing. My one son is older now, but he just shared not that long ago how I said something about a bed they were going to go camping and he was going to sleep in a, you know, smaller tent and with cots and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, you won't have a bed. I feel so sorry for you. He's like, mom, I used to sleep on the floor. I never had a bed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You never had a bed. A bed. He never had a bed. It, it blows my mind. I'm like, okay, I guess you'll be all right on the cot. And he said, Oh yeah. And it was dirty. And it was this and that. I don't even think like that. They still just pop up with these stories that just amaze me that they have survived through and I'm, I'm, yeah <laughs> and and how resilient they are right given everything that they've been through yet how resilient yeah. they are tell me they can't learn uh they survived that oh right. yes they can learn yeah. <laughs> I, definitely absolutely well kim you know thank you so much for you know pouring your heart and soul into simply dedicated and helping to write some chapters in the book and i just you know i'm so appreciative of you and your time and energy and you know thank you for opening up your heart to share the story of your fostering and adoptive journey and i just wish you the best thank you i really hope that it it makes changes in people's lives thank for the good
Thank you, Stacey. Thank you. Take care. You too.